everyone. This is a Sound Health radio show with Richard Talk to Me Guy. And Sherry Edwards is at it on the soundhealthportal.com. Still developing it. It's a never-ending process. <laughs> Knowing Sherry, it's it's amazing every time I see a demo, but the, there's yet a new chart or a new visual to see it. I highly recommend going to soundhealthoptions.com, clicking on media, and then looking there, there will be some video demos of Sherry doing a workup at the soundhealthportal.com. It's so great to have it online, available everywhere by the Internet. The magic of the interweb. The soundhealthportal.com, you can go there and you can look under services and then campaigns, and then the campaigns are free trials you can use, and you sign up for a free account, and then choose a campaign, could be BioDiet, could be PTSD, neuroplasticity, there are other campaigns there. The system will guide you through doing two 45-second recordings of your voice. You'll do one, and then you'll do another one, so they can have a comparison. And then you'll submit that after you've chosen your campaign, one of my favorites is neuroplasticity because I would like to know what's happening in the brain and how it's working and what could be better, fine-tuning. And you'll get back a report with just a boatload of information. Really, I recommend sitting down with a cup of tea and reviewing because it's a lot of information showing what's high, meaning might be too much. It might indicate that you're not assimilating, that it's in the system to be, but you're not assimilating in the system, so it shows as appears as high. Or something that's very low could be similar. Might be in there, but it just can't assimilate to get into the into the system, the methylation cascade and everything that makes the body work. You'll get this report back and sit down and review it. And then if you would like, you could also take it to your healthcare practitioner and show it to them. And they could go, oh, wow, let's try this and see if we can make that go up or go down. It's all about hypertonicity too much and hypotonicity not enough or too low. I highly recommend going to soundhealthoptions.com, look under media, and then look under the recent demos that Sherry's done on the Sound Health Portal because it's, it's amazing to watch, to see the kind of display information, the charts, and the information that you can discern is really great. I would recommend, I'll say this for a couple of reasons. There is a, a microphone, the Samsung Go Mic, which is available soundhealthoptions.com under the store. One of the reasons recommending the Samsung Go Mic is because it's great for doing vocal input, meaning recording into your computer, so that if you do want to do a recording of someone while you're at their place, their home, you can just plug in this little pocket microphone. It comes in a nice little case, well protected. Also because everybody is Zoom crazy these days doing family meetups with everybody and stay in place. It's really handy to have this mic because it really improves your audio so it doesn't sound like you're shouting into a can. With that, I will say, as I say, as I say every week, this is one of those shows talking with Paul Galon, an ally of a wealth of information. To find the replay of this show about 15 minutes after I press end, you can go to soundhealthoptions.com, click on radio, and then click on Sound Health Radio. And at the top of that will be this week's flyer for the show with Paul. And also links back to the show notes 
And in this case, there are a lot of really great show notes you're going to want to refer to with information about all sorts of great things. You'll see at the top now we've added Stitcher and Pocket Cast links to both of those. When you click on those links, it'll bring up a list of shows, of recent shows. And at the top, usually within about 30 minutes to an hour, the show that we've just done will be at the top. And you'll be able to click on that and listen to it again. And or somewhere in both those systems, there are sometimes three dots or some the hamburger, which is the three lines stacked on top of each other. You'll be able to send this replay to either to people easily from either of those players. And it's a really, this is a show that other people are going to want to hear and you're going to listen to again. I can guarantee that because there's a lot of information here. And with that, Paul Galon has helped bring a full range of nutritional and natural products to the marketplace, including nutritional green foods, seed oil blends, enzymes, antioxidants, vitamin mineral antioxidant blends, fluid extract herbal combinations, nutritional chocolates, probiotics, skin care, other concentrated powder blends, and bulk powder extracts. Paul has been instrumental in introducing new foods and food preparation techniques to the market, including dietary programs. He's worked with various associates on a number of these projects and has been a consultant for many supplements, skin care, and nutritional snack bar products. As a result, Paul has become accomplished in all phases of bringing product ideas to market, from formulating, sourcing, producing, to marketing. As much as is possible, he actively sources out organic ingredients. He is also committed to educating people on nutritional and medicinal topics through his company's catalog, website, product profiles, and through other forms of sharing information, which is often simply his warm willingness to confer directly with people. Paul joins us to discuss how to have a healthy and vibrant immune system. Welcome, Paul. Well, hello there, Richard. Hi. It's good to hear from you. And uh, here we are. I'm speaking into a can. <laughs> right, exactly. It's a, it's a miracle. It's another miracle of life. Look, we're just all gathered in our little places. See, for the, for the nerdy yeah. crowd, such as myself, who speak into <clears throat> microphones for a living, this is just another day. This is how life right. is. I'm always alone, speaking to myself, just talking to myself into something like mm. So it's kind of yeah. a regular day. Yeah, that's called research, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is just how one lives. You do research, you stare at devices, and then you talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. I want to I yeah. dump into the deep end of the pool Okay. And I will I, I will refer people immediately to unifiedcommunity.info where he has gathered an amazing amount of information, period. And we're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool, and I want you to talk about exosomes. Wow. Because well, it's mind-blowing in a positive way. Well, there's a term that uh, very few people know. So what I was trying to do recently was to put a section, a new section, on um, my website, which Unified Community has two, about 2,000 links, and it has 100 categories. And under the category of uh, health, I put a new edition called Alternative Perspectives, and under that you'll find uh, exosomes. Now, there's a work by Andrew Kaufman, that's K-A-U-F-M-A-N, Dr. Andrew Kaufman. Humanity is not a virus. And 
under that section, I have uh, when is a virus an exosome and what are exosomes, and exosomes may help tumors evade the immune system. And anyway, these, the last three are clinical data, and the others, Dr. Kaufman's 57-minute video, it's quite excellent. And just to basically give you a, a nutshell, you, you should see the uh, video, of course. The exosomes are, what they are is they're, they're the vesicles inside the organelles in the membrane of the cell. So they have a lipid bilayer, and they release them into the extracellular um, fluid. They, um, they're kind of a lock and key for the circulation to a targeted cell. This is pretty technical stuff um, and the budding out of the cell. The interesting thing about the exosomes is it's when your body is under tremendous stress and what happens is your, your body, the human body, makes those in relation to a to toxic particles, to um, stress, to electromagnetics, uh, frequencies like 5G, that sort of thing, uh, any kind of thing related to uh, injury, asthma, um, chemicals, heavy metals, all of those things get to a deeper level of the body where they're called insults to the body. And the virus is... Uh, uh, there was um, the, in the viro, virology literature. There's a James Hildreth um, who said, which was a major researcher in the AIDS um, uh, situation that had still going on, but had hit a, a peak several years ago. He was uh, major in. Um, creating a lot of protocol for that. He said the virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word in the, in the virology literature. So they it shows identical uh, ACE2, how it regulates blood pressure, uh, uh, all kinds of things when you have it. They both have RNA, no DNA. Um, the exosome acts as a sponge, and it's... Um, it prevents the toxins from attacking the cell. So what it is is they um, they they help clear but not damage tissue. Um, so it's it's kind of helping when when you have a lot of this cytokine, which is the attack on the body in that cascade. When they take a tissue culture of the exosomes with the budding out. From it, if you do a slice of the tissue culture of the um, the COVID-19, you'll see the exact profile of them are both identical, which is very interesting. And I really urge you to really understand what they are. And, and what we need to do is really look at a lot of aspects to this and really see what's going on. Uh, find out... Um, for example, that what's called Koch's postulate, K-O-C-H-E-S, Koch's postulate, was the whole methodology of how viral, um, uh, how the virology field works. And if you really look at that, you'll find that the 
you know, it's not being observed in relation to what's going on with the uh, that. There's nothing being proven here. There, there's nothing being really illustrated. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of hysteria, but uh, there certainly is not what I would call uh, really good science going on right now. And I'd say look for yourself, see what you find. Um, you know, I urge you to do your own research. I'm not saying what you need to do or not. I'm just saying these are ideas. And I did my own exploration that I wanted to post those in my own website just to give this to people to uh, to think about and, and analyze and see what see what sits well with them. And that's basically what I did with Unified Community in general uh, was to create an open source no sign-in, no commerce, no um, no tracking, no advertising platform that I have myself that, you know, promotes information. And I don't get anything for that. I just basically do that as a free service. So I posted a lot of stuff under this category called alternative perspectives under the health section on the left of the scroll bar. There's two scroll bars. And you can... Uh, read that for yourself. That's just one aspect of things and certainly something to look at that really uh, kind of turned me around when I saw that. I was uh, quite taken in by that. So there's much I more I too. can say about that, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that show, that link is in the, uh, I put a specific link in the show notes mm-hmm. for people to be able to click through the Unified Community directly to that page where you talk about exosomes. Yeah. And sort of in, in yeah. my review of it, it seems almost like the exosomes are a kind of a Trojan horse, a horse in the system in that the system kind of recognizes it as not a threat. Yep. And they're looking at using it as a carrier for stuff to get it into the cells. I'm still not completely clear on it because it's quite complex the way they write about it. It's, I it's need a complex, simple like but, animation. Yeah. Well, what it is is basically, and they have that in the in the video. The the uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, um, humanity is not a virus, really has that. It's it's there too, and you can look and see. There's a good diagram from uh, Sally Fallon, as well in the mm-hmm. same section. There's only um, a certain amount of links in there. I mean, you're certainly easy to find things there in that in that particular section. So. Yeah, that's uh, a great so section. I'll pa- I'll, I'll is... pause for just a second and really say to people, yeah, not unlike I say about reading the report on your vocal print, you want to have a cup of tea when you go to Unified Community. There is a no, I can't use that word. I almost said a bad word on here. There is a boatload of information there. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> there Paul go. has gathered a boatload of information, and this particular section on exosomes is really quite amazing and it is to me one of the, my takeaways was we've known about this for 30 years do you know what the why all of a sudden is this like wow this thing is amazing do you know what well, what but, tipped over the barrel that suddenly people yeah, are excited well, again you know it's it's sort of a very obscure uh topic that not really too many people even understand to begin with but the exosomes in a sense if you think of it when your body's under these tremendous amounts of stress or or any of those things I outlined before, it kicks that in to action. So 
it's taking over that. It's it's like um, all of this has to do with immunocompromised. When your immune system is compromised, we need to look at the bigger picture, which is the immune system and the ability of our immune system to withhold and withstand attacks and how healthy we are by what we eat and what we do and how we get exercise and sunlight and all of those factors. That's the bigger picture, not just to lay around the house, not get sun (laughs) and get depressed and be in fear and then go to a hospital. That is a losing strategy. You want a strategy that's proactive, not reactive. So I've taken this upon myself to, you know, look into that. And, you know, as you promote concepts and put out ideas, um, obviously they're, um, (laughs) they're threatening to many people because they're not known until they become known and assimilated and, um, you know, people change. So, uh, you know, there's so much to, you know, to, to talk about, but, but that's that's just a, a, an aspect of it. And the exosomes is one part of the reality that I think is a, in some way, is a pretty important part of this this whole discussion about what's going on with the uh, COVID nineteen. Well, I think one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I can't use any of the words I'd really like to use for regular broadcast news. I haven't seen anybody bring on somebody talking about having a healthy immune system taking regular I mean you hear you sort of see that like the grassroots health group which is the vitamin D advocates you see a lot of emails from them and you see some people talking about it but you don't really see anybody talking to particularly in regular media talking about the idea of one of your best defenses is to have a good immune system. So that's why we're here to talk is everything that you talk about in terms of herbs and mushrooms and other medicinals and oils. And let's talk about that. Let's talk about having a healthy immune system as a lifestyle, not as suddenly like, oh my goodness, I need to do something stat. How about every day we eat something that's beneficial to us or we have that kind of a thing. So I think we'll start with – I want to sort of back into this by talking about cooking because it's mm. something I don't see that we have as much in this culture as in other Chinese or Japanese or other Thai cultures. Well, particularly Chinese because of my days of making decoctions and cooking with herbs and roots mm-hmm. in a super stew. I know you do that as a lifestyle. Mm. And you, so you get a lot of medicinals into your diet by just what you add to the foods that you're eating. What a radical idea. Let's talk about that. Please tell yeah. us. Yeah. Well, let's say, uh, you know, I, I have recipes on my, my website, which is herbprod.com, and you can see it. There's numerous ones. Um, uh, if we talk about cooking foods, um, you know, mushrooms are very uh, – you know, these are what you call adjuncts, what you add to something. And mushrooms are wonderful. I make, you know, a fluid extract. I have a powdered extract, a product called Mushroom Power Supreme. And then I also um, have a paste that I've made and other forms of it. 
when you make a soup, you can add that. You can add, um, you know, kind of a, you can add your liquid um, aminos. You can add garlic at the end or miso at the very end of a soup. Uh, you can add sea plants, you know, sea plant blends. You can add um, all kinds of things like that. You always want to check your sources and get the cleanest possible sources. And I'm using the uh, upper northeast Canada for sea plants, but you can use all sorts of, of things in it to, to improve the taste, the crystal salt, the, and you can have that in a form of a brine or a, or a granular or however you want to make it, but you can use that. You can spice the brine as well with um, different cayennes and different peppers, or you can make a rosemary brine. There's, there's all sorts of ways you can use all of these things that are right on your kitchen counter and then have them when you do a soup or, let's say, a salad dressing. You can add things right on the spot to that with your lemon or your olive oil or your pumpkin or hemp oil or whatever you like. You can add that into a, a fresh dressing, fresh ground seeds, um, uh, chia, hemp, pumpkin. You can just put them in a little seed grinder. It takes a few seconds. If you make your preparation easy, uh, you'll find that it's it's uh, it's second nature, and you can really um, spike your own health by doing doing that because you know they they can uh, it can be very corrective too if you ever feel um, you're coming down with something you can correct that as well. So lots of things you can do with medicinal foods as well there well and one of the things that i i like to do and i got some of this from you and just from i was a chef so i sort of i don't i didn't Mm -hmm. have that as a foundation i think until we started talking the idea Mm -hmm. of adding you know the the one of the great things about doing a soup or a stew is that you could add a piece of astragalus or you could add some burdock Mm -hmm. or gobo or you can add things to that that cook right into the food you're eating. So it's not like, here, take your medicine. It's just this really great stew that happens to have some, air quotes, medicinal benefit, some immune support benefit. So it becomes a thing, a lifestyle. Yes, yes, exactly. And, you know, in countries all over the world, that's exactly what they do, whether you're in Thailand or China or, or Burma or India or anywhere in in that part of the world, they they add the galanga, the turmeric, the ginger, the uh, you know the pungence, and you know the the Ayurvedic uh, system is found on um, you know obviously we have the sweet, salty, bitter, sour range, but there's also pungent. There's another one, astringent. There's there's various other um, kinds of tastes, and Chinese medicine uses a multitude of those in in a dish. So you might have five or six different kinds of flavors that bring out the characteristic of that, which is uh, like a tonic. And, you know, tonics are um, nonspecific. They're kind of like what the, the word would be adaptogens. So adaptogens help to tonify and improve and fortify the body so that it's um, um, more strengthened and uh the d- different forms of the um, the ashwagandha, the rhodiola, the uh, Siberian eleuthero, uh, the holy basil, you know, lo- lots of different herbs like that 
uh, t- tend to have uh, tonic properties um, as well. So they they you can add all sorts of different things, and you can you know these days you can get them in liquid extracts, you can get them in powdered concentrates, you can get them in fresh fresh forms, you can get them in a lot of different ways. So um, they can be administered in whichever way you like to use them. Well, and you can also, one of the things in, in the culinary world, we would call mm-hmm. it as a finish, you can oftentimes yeah. take an oil, because mm-hmm. people I think mostly think of oils as a cooking thing unless you're making a salad dressing. But you mm-hmm. can also finish something off with a drizzle of oil, like a hemp oil. That's a habit I got mm-hmm. from you, is actually using your raw hemp oil. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just as a drizzle on it, right before I eat something, I make rice, I make steamed vegetables, or I make a stew or something, and then I might put a drizzle of that oil on top of it, because I like the flavor, I like the astringency, I like the minerality. But exactly. also, it's having it's having immune support benefit. So it becomes more of a, as I say, it's I really am going to keep pounding the word lifestyle, Rather than this, rea- as you said at the beginning, this reactive like I have to do something now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very exactly. Long term, and you know, it's just the way you set up your kitchen or how you how you set up things. Just having different things around that you can use literally takes in thirty seconds. You can change the composition of something uh as much as you want it's it's not difficult because you you have everything in your fingertips if you set up a little uh preparation like that and um let me say about seeds or you know whether it's hemp or pumpkin or chia or flax or whatever um generally if you use a simple seed grinder which coffee grinder right uh tremendous i mean you you grind what you need for the meal and you don't need to keep extra you just you just take the the whole seeds and the seeds have that coating on them and just you know you just uh, pulverize them and put that on as a a topping uh, mix it into your salads um you know a nice way to go with a salad is um you can use mushroom powder. You can use a little bit of the sea kelp blend. I use a little bit of the nutritional yeast. Um, you can use a little bit of a, a brine, you know, whether you flavor it with whatever you want to flavor it with, uh, uh, you know, different herbs or, or spices. Um, and, and there it is. And you can put a little coconut oil in steam vegetables and just stir those around. You can um, cook that with... Uh, you know, uh, it's very easy. You just stir it and mix it, and it's really delicious because you can use the coconut and the oils uh, just right in the dish at the end, but not to cook with them as much as I actually cook in water, and then at the very end I put the oil on uh, as a topping uh, if I want to, like I would a salad dressing. So there's all sorts of ways to do it. There's no one way, but you know, there's there's all kinds of possibilities. It's just nice to know there's all this what you can do. Well, and there's, it's funny when people think of cooking with oil. I think they think of taking a screaming hot pan, which is mm. tricky to begin with, um, mm. and then throwing oil into that, and then frying mm. something in it. That I think when you say cooking with oil, most people think of frying something. Yeah, and I think your style of thinking is more Pacific Rim 
more the Asian yeah. cultures, where they start out with a broth. The broth mm-hmm. is a thing. I just watched a whole video, this amazing video, a talk at Google, of all places, mm. on making mm. dashi. This is an oh. hour-long conversation on dashi at Google. This blew my mind. Dashi is a no. foundational stock that's used in Japanese cooking. Mm. And it was amazing to see this woman talk for an hour about dashi. I, I'm still blown away that it was at Google. But there's wow. that. It's, it's a different way of you sort of stoop your vegetables or you know steam them, and then you can finish them with these oils or powders. And I want yeah. to jump back and, for a minute and have you talk about that sea kelp blend because that's a wonderful uh, – well, actually, yeah. I have to put a footnote here. I'm not here – we're not here to sell Paul's products. These are all great formulas that I like because I like them. I like the flavor of them. I like how they work. I've known Paul for a long time. But these are all things you could make yourself if you took the time. But I want – so that being said – Talk about the sea kelp blend because that's a great condiment. I think of it as a condiment. Yeah, it is. It's it's just a you know like a it's they're in half pounds and they're very inexpensive. Um, what it is is there's uh, you know it's kelps and the uh, red dulce and the different wakame and arame and it's a it's a powder blend and it has about nine or ten something like that nine I think nine maybe. Uh, different sea plants in a powder form and they're blended together and it's called essence of sea plants and that's another way of getting minerals and I think minerals are very important whether we use the um, minerals from the Great Salt Lake you know those are very good or or this or other forms or herbal constituents that have minerals in them like nettles and things foods like that which is a real superfood um, things out of your garden. Right now we have miner's lettuce proliferating mm. everywhere. And that's a good one. That's really good. Get a good clean source of it. And it makes a tremendous salad as well. So we have a lot of that. You could, I'm going to experiment um, blending that maybe in a pesto. See what that's like, you know, with some garlic and maybe some little bit of cashew, that kind of thing. I'm going to play with that today, you know, later on and, you know, make a little something for that. Um, it's just kind of, you know, if you get preparation down to where it takes very little time and it's really easy um, and it's just a flow, it's it's more enjoyable and it's more fun. It's not a chore. And um, there are certain things that we all do and we have our own styles and you know, that's why it's nice occasionally to go out to restaurants and other places because we want to see what other people do. And, um, you know, we learn and keep developing, and that, that's the whole point of it. It's it's not uh, to be wowed by anybody's technique or anybody's style. It's just to see what we can learn, and then we uh, we apply that to uh, to what we we do. And, you know, there's just certain supercharged foods that you can add that have different taste profiles and you could use them for desserts or dishes depending on what they are. And they can be added, like as you said of the sea kelp formula, I have a bunch, mm-hmm. a number of shaker bottles. I, I, of course, I've mm-hmm. always had this. Also, I, mm-hmm. Even before I knew you, I had shaker bottles because I'm a big fan of toward the end of a me- toward the end of cooking, 
mm-hmm. taking something and shaking a bunch of different things on there. Like we think of, you know, we think of salt and pepper kind of as a finish. Sometimes you cook with it, mm-hmm. but mostly it's a finish. Right. Finish means right. toward the end of me end of cooking, you put it on as an ad, as a condiment. And I feel the same way about using the sea kelp blend, which has a particular flavor profile, which I, you know, is kind of earthy and a little bit of minerality. Mm-hmm. But not in a really nicely balanced way. And there's all sorts of miraculously positive micronutrients in seafoods, particularly the kelp. Yeah, and, and the other thing um, I made, and you're probably one of my only customers, <laughs> was the uh, was the spicy uh, crystal salt um, combination I made. And that that's something I don't list in my catalog. That was just something I make because I go to a food trade group and I brought it there and I, and it's more like a fun item that I trade with and I enjoy that. So it was a, that was a crystal salt with sea plants and uh, kind of powdered um, spices that I blended um, and a lot of different herbs. uh, And that was kind of a a little shaker. So it's called spicy, the spicy salt mix. And, I know you enjoyed that one, so I I sort of made that, but as a more like a boutique kind of a, uh, item as opposed to something that I you know sell or list on my website. Right, but that's a great that's a great that's a great example of again something that you could one could do. You could take your own salt exactly. and grind it up with your favorite spicy foods. I have mm-hmm. happen to have a similar kind of palate to Paul. So when he says something spicy, I'm like, I'll take it. <laughs> What's spicy? I'm there. Um, and it's good salt. So it's yeah. it really does become a just a lifestyle, not an urgent, oh, I have to start taking this now. It's stuff that we use on either use or consume on a regular basis, all building toward having a, a healthier immune system that's ready for dot 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 insert illness of choice currently covid exactly and you know there's just so many um so many ways we you know there's so much you can do with a green food for example or you could take fresh garden herbs and blend them in water and and you know have that as a, a beverage as well so there's all sorts of um things you can do for uh um, supplements that way is, uh, you know, whether they're a, a product you get that you just mix in water because it's right there, like a green food, or or you or you make it. Um, sauerkrauts, I have recipes for mm. sauerkraut, and you know, there's when you read about it, you'll find it's interesting when you really pack it well. You can do a one-step process with it and keep it a little on the dry side and uh, kind of almost a texture of sphagnum moss. Now I have the mm-hmm. recipe and you'll, you'll find that it's a really nice thing to have in your refrigerator. You can make your own uh, water kefirs. You can make your own pickles, you know, things that you can just grab out of the refrigerator for your salad. When you're making a, a salad, you can just dice up everything, throw those in, uh, throw other things in and cut up some olives, strain them, cut them up, uh, uh, add some that and a little um, uh, lemon, 
you know, some kind of an oil as, as needed. You know, you put the oil on and uh, you, you can uh, make your salad for the amount that you need at that meal. And it's a pretty easy way. You can stir everything together. You can add the nutritional yeast and the seed plants and, and those things right in your salad at the end. And it creates like a Caesar sort of texture without the egg. I mean, you could have the egg if you wanted, but um, this is just, um, you know, just uh, eggless type. And you just mix them all together, and it's a really delicious, uh, simple way to do a salad. And it, it, you can literally, from start to finish, do it in 10 minutes. So preparation made easy is really the key, I think, here, because um, you can make something very simply, and uh, it, it doesn't have to be a big mystery. And I want to go back to something you, you mentioned earlier about the idea of grinding seeds. Mm-hmm. It's really, well, there are two things here. One, I, I know a lot of people who for some reason don't know that they can do that or think that it's better to buy a pound of pre-ground something. Mm-hmm. That if you actually take organic seeds and just grind a few of them, They don't oxidize. They don't do anything. You dust them on a salad or dust them on a pasta or a roast butternut squash that you're going to eat with other flavorings. Mm -hmm. There might be some grass-fed butter in there uh, with just a splash of hemp oil. And then a dusting of those seeds, and it's a meal. And you just grind them then. You don't don't buy a half pound of those seeds ground because that's going to make them more liable toward oxidation. So you just have seeds around and you grind them to order kind of thing. It's not a, it's not even a chef thing. It's just a, you have a grinder, which takes up less than four square inches somewhere on your mm-hmm. counter and grind stuff fresh and even maybe grind the seeds a little and then throw some dried herbs in there and grind the whole thing and then dust the salad. And it's like, wow, that's amazing. So the last yeah, minute grinding is not hard. It's just a habit that you get into. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's easy, and you can grind your seeds in uh, a couple of kinds of seeds in the grinder, push it all out, and put it in your dish, stir it, and it, that takes less than 30 seconds. <laughs> Start to finish. <laughs> it's real, you know, really Shocking. easy that way. Yeah, yeah. Shocking. So lots of lots of things like that. Um, you know, the Making preparations easy, I think, is a a real key thing and kind of enjoying it. And whatever you can enjoy about your life and uh, making uh, or having, allowing things just to happen that way, um, it it creates a more um, harmonious. It's it's just, you know, it's just an easier way to go. You want to eat. You lay out everything. It's all about layout. You just lay it out. You wash what you need to, you you know, you dry it, and you just prepare it. You have a nice bowl, and you mix everything together, and voila. It's all what you like, you know. It's your, your own thing. I mean, there's no, um, there's nothing you need to follow. It's all about what, what taste you enjoy and uh, what's the easy simple way to get around that for preparation and uh that that's just a good way i mean these are these are just simple simple ways to uh to eat you know and again another thing that's really important is 
being conscious every day, uh, and again, we all have problems with this, so staying hydrated, drinking enough uh, water, enough uh, uh, liquids, because um, that I found to be one of the most dramatic uh, improvements in my own life, um, you know, for my own lung health was, uh, you know, intaking enough water and, you know, five eighths to three quarters of a gallon a day is a good amount to get, you know, you, if you, if you have a Mason jar and you put water in, you can have, um, you can add a little bit of, uh, a concentrate like a pomegranate, like a, elderberry, uh, black cherry, or something like that, and um, just shake it up, or you could put a green drink in it, or a berry, very good, you know, or berry extracts, or anything you like, and you and you drink a few of those in the day, and there's your water requirements. It's all, it's seamless. It's uh, it's an easy way to, to do it, so that's a, another good way to go, but helping to stay hydrated is a really key um, key point here. So we're walking, we're walking bags of water. Yeah. I mean, so you would think we want to keep that sloshing around in there because it makes everything flow. And I'm, I'm with you. I like adding things to my drinking water, whether it's minerals or a, whatever's yep. on my counter. My counters are almost as crowded as Paul's. And <laughs> yeah, particularly like in the evening, I really like adding bitters to my water mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. in the evening I'll have a bitters tea where it's just hot water with a squirt or two of bitters. Could you talk a little bit about bitters? I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, bitters. Um, you know, Christopher Hobbs wrote a book on bitters and, uh, uh, you know, years ago and, um, bitters are like gentian and, uh, um, different kinds of, uh, there was a Swedish bitters on the market for a while. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen it in a while, but, um, Bitters help with digestion, and they're kind of like a finish to a meal. They're a, sort of a European tradition, actually. Um, many places, many restaurants in Europe, uh, they finish a meal, maybe France, Belgium, maybe countries like that. They may finish a meal um, um, with a, a little bit of a bitter, and uh, it's just kind of, uh, you know, something to... Um, stimulate that digestion process and, uh, you know, help things move along, basically. And um, it's a, it's sort of a tradition, and um, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, most people uh, have a little aversion to the bitter taste bud. And what's very interesting is that on our tongue, the bitter and the sweet are literally practically touching on the on the sides of the tongue that that are the receptors to those tastes so the bitter and sweet are very 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 close if if you've ever had a a semi-sweet chocolate it's sort of on the edge of bitter and sweet that's kind of the range where you uh where you can see that they just about touch right at that point i love that people think about salty and sweet Mm -hmm. i've always liked bitters but also the first mm-hmm. restaurant I ever actually worked in was by a German chef. And I always kind mm-hmm. of felt that the Germans were responsible for bitters because they ate such mm-hmm. fatty yep. foods. They needed bitters. It was, you yep. know, it was a normal thing to have a bitters 
after a German or before a German meal because it was so like fried something with fried something and then oh wait there's a fried dessert it was everything was it was amazing it was really tasty but wow you needed something so I developed uh, a bitters palate early on exactly wow great you know Richard the other thing is you know that brings you into sauerkraut and sauerkraut Mm. was a big part of uh, German uh, food preparation and um, check out the recipe for it. It's really simple. You're just basically your, I found it easier. To, by the time I dirty a Cuisinart and use all that and do that, I can hand grade it just as fast in a big stainless steel bowl. Um, you know, what I do is use the, the cabbages and the beets. I use the, I like the yellow beets and I peel them. Uh, carrots, you know, you don't need to peel those. The, the uh, daikon, the different things. I use a little turmeric and ginger. I'll have those in there. I'll have um, maybe dill and caraway seeds. Um, and then I'll just, the, at the very end, um, you know, grating all of that, I'll just have the, um, and a lot of grating with cabbages, the red or the green, whatever. I like the green a little more, but the red is wonderful too. And you, um, it's very colorful. And you put a, I put dill and um, caraway seeds, and mm. then I just add that salt, blend it up, stir it in, and I pack those jars really, really well to where you can take the jar and hold it upside down and it doesn't move. That's and then mm. when you press down, you'll feel the water a little bit. It'll be a little moist, but it's dry. And I just put it in the cupboard, seal it, and put it on a towel in case it comes up from the top and just put it about a half inch from the or half to five eighths of an inch from the top and I can take it out a week or a year later and it's perfect so it's it's easy once you know the technique of it and there's techniques and recipes on the site for sauerkraut and it's really delicious if you make uh, your own homemade sauerkraut I'll tell you you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll love your own uh more than anything you can ever get anywhere else. So um, it's, once you've it's had once you've had food. homemade sauerkraut, you'll never go back. <laughs> exactly, it's true because it's, it's impossible true. to buy the sloppy, yeah. squishy stuff that's available in the stores. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it in a pinch, but once you've eaten real sauerkraut, man, there's no going back because you can add yeah. so many different flavors. It really, I think, it really is getting that past that that phobia of stuffing mm-hmm. something into a jar and sticking it in a cabinet for a week or so. Like, oh, mm-hmm. ugh, scary. But, you know, it's, I don't know yeah. what that is. We have that as a thing. Yeah, I think it's to do with the, the cleanliness. We have this uh, this uh, phobia about germs. And, um, you know, the, it's... Uh, <sighs> It's one one of the things leading to this this hysteria is is that too. I mean that's um, um, you know there's certain things that in other countries they don't get. I mean you know people get um, you know get ill when they travel because they're they've sterilized everything in their home so much that they they're not accustomed to the ambient bacteria that are everywhere they go. So they and then they become more afraid to travel because they say, oh, well, I got sick when I go to Mexico or I got sick when I go here. And I, 
But, yeah, I mean, and there are parasites and there's all sorts of things. But you want to basically just, um, you know, use whatever you know to to have with you uh, and, and you, utilize it. You know, there's there's all kinds of things you can get. When I travel, I find there's turmeric I can find. I can find garlic. I can find other things like that. And I bring some things with me and... You know, it's a good way to go. You're 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 set. You know, you're not dependent on anything else. So, well, let's say, would you talk a little bit about the benefit of sauerkraut, a non-pasteurized sauerkraut? So, if you just buy it in a store, you want non-pasteurized. Mm-hmm. Benefit on the that old ally that everybody's talking about. We used to call it the bowels. Now we call it the microbiome. Microbiome, mm-hmm. and and that's yeah, like the probiotics. You know, you're getting naturally occurring ones and when you do the analysis of the uh, sauerkraut you'll see a lot of plantarum and certain uh, beneficial bacterias are are prevalent in the sauerkraut and again it's very hard to determine how many kinds there are but I think I had seen um, I'll, I'll digress for one second to like water kefirs, for example, and on that they listed uh, nearly a hundred kinds of uh, probiotic types of uh, hmm. beneficial bacteria on from just the general cultures of the um, kefir, the water kefir. So sauerkraut, I would suspect, would have you know a lot of different kinds, but there's certain more primary types of uh, uh, probiotics and of course all of these help our body um, uh, fight certain uh, or keep in control certain other uh, more harmful like candida or pseudonomus or uh, other bacteria so it's a it's a balance game and it's an it's a numbers game and it's an amount game of how uh, how much we have toward toward tipping the balance to our to our betterment as opposed to allowing our body to um, not flourish and, and go into another direction. And, you know, the, these foods like sauerkraut does help the microbiome because it, it stimulates those uh, probiotics to activate and um, – encourage the, the the more beneficial bacteria that that really help us so that's the tie-in so do you do you mean to say there's not one magical bacteria <laughs> that we need in our gut since i hear that a lot like here's the one yeah. we actually want a broad spectrum to have a healthy gut is that what you're saying are you such a radical thought Absolutely, another radical thought. <laughs> common yeah. sense. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, there you are. You, you know, a good one. You know, the, remember even the soil-based microorganisms. You remember the stories with, uh, you know, Jordan Rubin. You know how he had mm-hmm. the, you know, and he was soil-based organisms is what he had thrived on from the Crohn's condition, right. and that's basically what he spoke about. And that's a combination of many kinds. Those are actually um, um, room temperature stable. They don't need refrigeration, those particular kind 
others do more so and again they may deteriorate a certain amount but not that much there's there's certain concentrations and the there's a whole type culture of the where they're all stored and you know how they keep records of all the different kinds there's there's so many types of um uh, probiotics, and then again, if you're working with the probiotics, you're you're feeding them, and your your feeding mechanism for that is your your chicory, your mesquite powder, your burdock, your yucca. Those are prebiotics that help to feed the probiotic. They break down non-fermentable. You know, they they basically add become a food for the uh, probiotic to eat, and that's how it proliferates. That's another. Uh, pre and probiotics work very well together that way too. So you're actually alluding to the the idea that the body's a system. Is that it? Yes, it is. It's an integral <laughs> system. <laughs> it's um, you know, it's it's used to things that nourish it and materials that uh, support its. Uh, uh, ability to thrive and when you interrupt it with harsh chemicals and other uh different um uh different pharmaceuticals also um you know uh that can cause uh, a lot of uh liver issues and other problems um, and it throws things off balance, you know. When foods and nutrients are one thing that we're used to, well, that's what humans eat. Um, other other things um, designed in labs, designed for commerce, are not always in accord with our body. Our body has to deal with what to do with it in our system, how to eliminate it, what we should you know, what it does, what short-term effect we get. But that's not really a way to live. You know, it's moving into a direction where our body naturally takes care of itself. And these are things that I urge people to to look at. But it's up to each person to decide for themselves what they want. I mean, you know, people can be happier, they can suffer based on their own psychological um uh, components and you know there's so much to it but you know it's it's not as hard as it seems you, you know each each of us can find ways of enjoying flavors learning new flavors new tastes and improving our health that way but it's experimental too. We're we're experimenting with foods and nutrients and those kind of things, but our body recognizes it as something it can use and utilize, and that's the the key thing. It's not an extraneous, exogenous material coming from the outside to cause some particular effect because of our biochemistry is shifted out of some kind of a balance and you know we all have these issues no one has uh, perfect health and no one has uh, any monopoly on any idea it's just I think it's a challenge to, to come up with something that will be supportive to our 
to our well-being. And I'm just grateful to be able to provide some insights into that and my own experience. And everyone will have their own experience, and that's the way we learn. And we, we hear each other's feedback, and we we engage, we we learn. I mean, part of the unified community for me of uh, unifiedcommunity.info, when I did that site and kept putting that together over many years, it it was so exciting to see what those sites had and what people spoke about and 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 what they what they learned in whatever field and whatever way they were learning and uh, you know I was always much more um, interested in innovations in in um, uh, agriculture and permaculture and in in methods of uh, fertilizing the soil and uh, using um, you know different rock dusts and all sorts of materials that would um, benefit our health through the uptake in plants and it's our link it's our link to to nature and really having a a like and a desire to be part of it as opposed to try to trying to control it and there's different paradigms that are existing it depends on one's perspective but i'm advocating for uh kind of more of a traditional understanding of what what we can learn from through natural means natural plant material and this is uh was a path i've taken so we all have different paths, but I think it's good to know the science as well. It's such a radical idea, the idea of actually being in relationship with the earth. You're such a radical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, really, the idea of that whole thing, that's a whole other show just talking about the idea of sort of that David Bloom permaculture approach to growing food that's truly, truly whole foods. Nutrified yeah. foods, just like our microbiome. Our my my microbiome and the dirt and the earth is very similar in the sense that we want them both to be really healthy and happy. Yeah, it's a it's a wonderful idea. And um, they're growing turmeric at the um, Whiskey Hill Farms, and that's part of the Bloom Distillation. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. Their their variety is the Curcuma Aromatica, and it's a beautiful turmeric and. The golden roots of the turmeric and the white flowers and the green leaves, it's just a, a beautiful sight to behold to see those growing seven feet tall in huge greenhouses. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I've had the privilege of visiting that farm, and I've seen this plant, and I've had the also a bigger privilege of being able to cook with that particular turmeric because I've gotten it directly from Paul occasionally or when I'm mm -hmm. down there. And it's really just amazingly delicious. People don't think of turmeric as a delicious thing. They're more like, ooh, rawr, yikes. But it's really, it can be truly a delicious thing. Sometimes I just steam it up, mash it with a little butter and maybe a potato. And it's really quite flavorful. Absolutely. And... Yeah, I have a little writing on it. It's called Curcuma Aromatica. It's Amada. And it's um, it's on the under articles and archives on my website, and you know I urge people to read it. It's it's a cultural piece as much as it is a nutritional piece of writing, and I think you might find that of interest. Great, 
Okay, I'm stunned. I just looked at the clock. Okay, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> yeah. <it. laughs> well, thank you. I really that enjoyed it. That was great. This. Thank you so much. As that always. was exactly what I was looking for. I needed a conversation about the idea of, hey, what you eat can be beneficial, not just for fun, <laughs> but also for flavor and immune support. And let's all have good immune systems. Let's start there. Let's all have good yeah. immune systems. Yeah. All right. Well, I know it's thank radical. You, I, I know it's radical. It. Thank you, Paul. That okay. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, once again, you can find the the links in the show notes. Uh, after the show, you can go to soundhealthoptions.com, click on radio, and click on Sound Health Radio, and the link back to the show notes and everything we talked about are there. And you can get the replay in about fifteen or twenty minutes. And I'll just say for the listening audience immediately that you can go to paulscommunity.us and find well, links to everything unified. that we talked about. Uh, what, Richard, Paul? it's unified, unifiedcommunity.us. Oh, excuse me. Oh, I have that written down wrong. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, I'll correct that. Thank you. Unifiedcommunity.us. Okay. Right. Thank Under you. paulscommunity.us. <laughs> Dot, uh, I'm sorry, unifiedcommunity.info, I'm sorry, is the, the information site. Paulscommunity.us is, brings up all three of the websites. Is the gateway, right. Okay, great. Yeah, that's the all gateway. Right, thank one. you. <laughs> the gateway yeah, nutrient. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, right. All right, thanks, Paul. Thanks, all everybody. Right. Have a great rest of the weekend, and have a happy and healthy immune system. Talk to you next okay. week. Bye-bye. Right. Bye now.